0: Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers and today's episode is entitled Karma and the 68 Skylark. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. You can find a picture of the 68 Skylark there if you're interested. Now, please, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers, my producer, and welcome to The Heart of Teaching. And thanks for joining us today. Today's episode is going to be about accountability, or as my wife says, what goes around comes around. Now, Janet's actually been pushing me to tell the story, and she thinks the the takeaways are invaluable. So, Janet, here we go. So, when we were first married, uh, we were both saving our money to try and purchase a condo and I couldn't really afford an expensive vehicle so I bought a 1968 Pontiac Skylark and it cost me a whopping $400. Ugly as anything but super, just super reliable. So I was on my way one afternoon to uh, an interview at a local high school and they were looking for a uh, social studies and a PE teacher and they were also looking for a JV football head coach and someone that would help the senior team as well. And, uh, it was a relatively new football program and they were just starting out. They actually had about three practices and I was heading up there for, for this interview. And honestly, this is, this was like my dream job. So on my way up there, it was probably about four o'clock, five o'clock, because I had, uh, done some work with the elementary school, um, earlier, I had pulled into a service station to gas up and beside me was this new red convertible. It was a Mustang convertible with three kids in the back and they were probably around 16. And as I got out of my car, I could see that they uh, they were laughing at me and it was because of the vehicle I was driving. So I kind of smiled and I said, uh, I know what you guys are thinking. I said, but this little baby, it's not for sale. Well one of the boys said sarcastically, he chirped back at me. He said, uh, I don't know anybody that would want to buy that car. And I smiled again. I said, you know what, you might be surprised. And then uh, the boys kind of looked at me again and said, you know what, it looks like a piece of junk. I thought, wow. Didn't say anything more to them. I actually heard one boy mumble under his breath, loser. And I thought, okay, not really good kids. So I just left it alone. But then I noticed uh, three sets of shoulder pads in the back seat of uh, of their convertible. And the jersey that was over the shoulder pads was the same high school that I was applying for a position. So they were football players at this high school. So I didn't say anything. And then I thought, oh, what the heck? And I said, do you guys play football? And they all replied, yeah. And I said, I hear it's a a pretty tough game, but it's uh, the culture in football is like based uh, mostly out of respect and stuff. And one of the boys looked at me and he goes, yeah, whatever. So I thought, okay. So as they were about to drive away, I kind of smiled again. And I said to uh, one of the boys that was in the passenger seat, I said, you know what? I might be seeing you boys again. Well, as they drove off, they decided to start hurling a bunch of insults at me and uh, there were f-bombs that were dropped several several homophobic slurs and i thought to myself wow not really good kids well i go to the high school i go for the interview and the interview went awesome and i got that position i also got a permanent contract which was huge back in the day now i was still teaching at my elementary school but the principal was great and he uh he said you can leave school at three o'clock so you can be at your football practices and help out there So off I went now you got to understand when uh, when I arrived at the uh, fourth football practice the boys were already stretching and the head coach was talking to them and he was at the the front of the line and there was probably about four or five lines and I came from the back of the practice to the front so no one could see me but I could make out the three boys that were in the uh, the convertible well when I got to the front of the line and I turned around I swear When those boys saw me, the expressions on their faces were priceless. It was as if the Grim Reaper himself was standing in front of them. And they were like motionless. Now, the coach talked about me and he gave me some platitudes. And it's it's funny, you know, the older you get, the better you were kind of thing. And I was never as good as the coach made out. But uh, these boys were just like frozen. They didn't know what to do. One of the boys that was actually at the back of the line, he got up. And he actually left the practice immediately. Now I never told the head coach what had happened. The head coach ran after him and he goes like, what are you doing? And he just said, you know what? Football wasn't for him. He, he didn't want to do it. He was just trying it out. And I didn't say anything. And, uh, the practice began and I was doing a, a tackling circuit. And I was th- showing the boys how to tackle. And I was showing them how to, to grab cloth and, and to, uh, grab a hold. And I chose the second boy out as a demo and I was just just holding on to his jersey and I could actually feel I could feel his arms trembling and I thought he was like in seizure mode right off the bat and I kind of smiled I said you're all right I said don't worry about it everything will be fine and once again I never told any about this well when practice ended the third boy came running after uh, came running after me and he goes uh Mr. Riziki I turned around I said yeah he goes, uh, you know, what? I, I just uh, I, I just want to say that, you know, I, I'm so sorry. I would never have said any of those things if I known it was you. And I kind of paused for a minute. And I said, because it was like, you wouldn't have said those things because it was me. What difference does that make? You can't say those things to anybody. Like, who do you think you are? You're trying to make fun of people because of what they drive or, or who they are or, or their income. I said, that's not cool. What you said, honestly that was insulting and it was mean-spirited and you don't say those things do you you get it my impression of you was what you said to me and you don't get a second chance to make that up do you understand you don't get a second chance to make a first impression well he kind of you know he stared at me and he said well i said i was sorry and i said no i get that i said but you also know that there's three parts to an apology part one you apologize you say it part two you own it no excuses and it's the third part that people kind of forget And this is where you and i come in so how do we fix this and he looked at me and he goes well you know i'll wash your car and i actually started laughing i go wash my car i said do you think that's gonna make that car look any better and i said no i need something more and i looked at him and i said you got any clubs in the school like any any community service clubs any support programs and he said well we've got like a tutoring program and I said well you know what that'll do I said I I think that'll do and I said academically are you you somewhat competent and he goes yep I said well guess what I said then tutoring it is now those other two boys um, never did come out to apologize to me I actually searched them out Um, I came to the school uh, one afternoon and I found out where they were and I approached each one of them and I talked to them about coming out for football I Told them that people make mistakes; they'd have to be responsible and there was some accountability. But you know, I'd be happy to coach them. But neither two of them they didn't they didn't want to continue on, and I didn't have much of a relationship with them. I tried, but I never teach them, and I certainly never uh, never ever got to coach them. Now, that boy that uh, initially apologized to me, he followed through with his commitment. He started tutoring in the uh, first week of May, and he completed it at the uh, the end of June. And he followed through with what he said. And he turned out to be a a pretty good kid with some guidance. He learned from his mistakes. Now, as a coach and as a teacher, you always give the students that you're working with a second chance because that's what we do, right? You've, You've got to support those kids. So he learned about respect. He learned about how people should be treated. He learned about integrity. And he learned that there were three parts to an apology. You say it, you mean it, And you try and make it better. You try and fix it. He also learned that you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And my wife would like this because probably one of the most important lessons he would have learned is that uh, what goes around comes around. Well, that'll do it for today. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers. This has been The Heart of Teaching. You can now follow us on Instagram at heartofteaching.ca. So please take care, be well, and peace.